0: Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the Village Marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello, everybody, and welcome to session six. Hi, my name is Peter Beckenham, the Village Marketer, and welcome to the very first session of the Great Communication Secrets part two. Yes, we're about to start learning how to maximize the use of that awesome signature talk presentation that you created in part one of the Great Communication Secrets series. And yes, once again, we'll have a workbook for you to use as a guide through these audio sessions. As two of my mentors, Pete Vargas and Pat Quinn, say, your signature presentation could be the greatest marketing tool for your business to attract new clients and customers. Right? That sounds pretty powerful. So let's start making this happen for you, okay? So once you've written a great signature presentation, it's time to deliver it, right? and also to try and maximise the results of all your hard work of putting together your Signature Talk presentation. Now, I also realise that some people would die of fright even thinking of doing a Signature Talk presentation anywhere, let alone on a public stage. But I'm hoping that the work you did in preparing for your Knock'em Dead Signature Talk in Part 1 will give you a bit of confidence to at least go through this Part 2 series. Because you're going to be surprised to learn that it's not that difficult a skill to learn at all. And so in this session, we're going to cover how to deliver a presentation. How to deliver your signature talk presentation, right? So that it'll knock them out of the park every single time. And as well as that, How to maximize that presentation so the audience really, really wants to engage with you once you finish. And that, as I've mentioned before on a few occasions, is the key component of getting a Signature Talk right and presenting it right. Because in order to build your business, you've got to have people engaging with you. Alright, so let's start with how to deliver your great presentation. And that's why we call this session, Session 6, Get Your Setup Right, because that's what we need to do. The first thing you want is to make sure that you are set up for success. And sometimes, where the presentation setup up is already determined by others, and maybe there's an event organiser, or even a local Rotary Club Community Affairs officer, I mean... These people can significantly impact on the success or the failure of your presentation before you even go on the stage. So I'm going to give you a list of things that you can do to prepare for success. And I understand and I appreciate that sometimes they will be out of your control. But at least you'll be aware of them. And don't be surprised If you show up at a presentation that you've been asked to do or been hired to do and the meeting planner or the meeting coordinator has made a whole series of mistakes prior to you even getting there. But when it's under your control, these are the factors that you should control to maximise the results of the delivery of your signature talk presentation. Just being aware of these will help you deliver a more effective presentation, whether you can control the factors or not. The first thing you want to do is to make sure that the room is the right size. I mean, you want a full room. You want a crowded room. And I appreciate in the periods of coronavirus and social distancing, that's a bit of an issue. But in the future, that's what you want. You want a crowded room. There is nothing that will overcome a room that's too darn big. I mean, you can give a presentation to 30 people, okay? And if it's in a small room where those 30 people are sitting close together, your jokes will be funny and the applause will be loud. But if you put those same 30 people into a 3,000 square foot ballroom or an auditorium that can seat 600 people, with a whole bunch of empty chairs around you and a lot of empty space, well then I can guarantee you that your presentation is going to be one awful darn flop. Your jokes aren't going to be funny and the applause is going to be pretty awkward at the end and for sure it's not going to be very loud. So... Make sure you pick the right room size and encourage the person who coordinating to have the right room size for you. This is critical, okay? You don't want to be killed off in your presentation capacity before you even start. So room size is number one. The second thing you want to consider is quality sound and quality lights. Sound is important because, in the end, most of our presentations are audio experiences. You're hearing me speak, but lights are important too if you're on a stage. I mean, if I was on video or on a stage doing this session, then the lights would have to be in front of me, facing me, because here's my rule. If the audience can't see my face and see my lips moving, they won't hear much of my presentation. So, because this is an audio presentation, make sure you download it and listen to it a few times, all right, just to make up for that one fact. But in general, if people can't see your face, you will lose impact, especially if you're doing a live presentation. You see, we underestimate what percent of our audience has hearing difficulties, or at least a little bit of hearing loss. And we also underestimate the importance of being able to see someone's mouth move as we're listening to them. And so make sure that there aren't bright lights behind you. The bright lights must be in front of you. If they're behind you, then they're not going to see you. And of course, make sure that you're standing in the light and be careful. Be careful about this. Often, hotel ballrooms where there's a screen or a projector, what they'll do because they're trying to help you, right? what they'll do is they'll shut off the lights in the room so that the people can see the presentation on the screen more clearly. And that is a huge mistake. People didn't come to see the slides. They came to see you. So, keep those lights up nice and bright, and keep them in front of you so the audience can see your face, and that will allow them to hear you as well, okay sometimes the little things make all the difference in the world, for example, did you know that the width of the center aisle right if you're in a live event somewhere in a ballroom or in a in some sort of meeting place? that the width of the centre aisle can affect your closing rate, in other words, your engagement proportions, after you finish, by over 20%. Just the centre aisle. So, you want a narrow centre aisle if you have to have one. But in fact, it's even better not to have a centre aisle at all. I mean, Broadway theatres actually don't have any centre aisles, because they know... All audience behavior is contagious. They want the audience looking over each other as you present, as they watch your presentation, because their laughter, their applause, and their engagement after the fact is contagious. But if you leave it up to a meeting coordinator or to a hotel, they'll put a two or three meter center aisle right down the middle of the room, okay? Now why do they do that? Well, they do it so they can run their water cuts up and down the centre aisle. And what you have to do is teach them, don't want a centre aisle, don't give me a centre aisle. You want side aisles where they can run their water up and down, not in the middle. If you're working with a meeting planner or a conference coordinator, please, please talk to them about these things, all right? Centre aisles are a no-no. If you can get away with them, fantastic. And the other thing you might want to mention is the elevation of the stage and your separation from your audience. I mean, when you're a couple of metres or six feet above the audience and have a big distance between you and the people in the front row, there better be a couple of thousand people in the room, right? You better make sure you've got a huge crowd. Because if you're really well and truly above the audience, and they're far away in the front row, and there's only, say, 50 people in the room, it's going to create a complete separation between you and your audience. And it's going to be very, very difficult for you to actually connect with your audience. All right? So please make sure the elevation is right. Try to be on a similar level to your audience, not too much above them. Enough for them to see you from the back, but not too much. Now, the other thing you need to always try is to take advantage of a break before and after your presentation. This is another key part of getting your set up right. I mean, for example, if the session before is 60 minutes, say, and then there's no break that is rolled straight into you, the audience is already um, ready to go to the bathroom when you start. So it's going to be pretty darn difficult for them to concentrate on you. The audience has already been sitting there for an hour when you start. And so, I can tell you, if, when they've got full bladders, their ability to listen and concentrate with you will be very much diminished, alright? So at least a short break for them to stand up, stretch a bit, or at least run to the bathroom if they need to, will really increase your audience engagement and the levels of engagement after you finish your presentation. Critical point, okay? Now, a lot of those things could be outside your control. I appreciate that. But be aware of it and work with the people helping you with your meeting to make sure you get the best you can. But here's a huge one that is completely under your control and will have a very big part in determining the success of your signature talk. What is it? You have to make absolutely sure you teach the right amount in your presentation. Most presentations try to teach about two times the amount they should, okay? I mean it's crazy, they try and pack as much in as they possibly can in the time available. And I know this because I've been guilty of this a few times to try and cover, for example, 10 points in just a 15-minute live social media broadcast. And, and, and the proof is easy because people have often messaged me. Thank goodness they did, right? They often messaged me afterwards asking what was point three or what was point seven. So that is, is a not really a good presentation style, okay? Please remember that. In other words, you don't have to teach the audience everything you know about the topic in just, say, 60 minutes. As a matter of fact, if you teach less, like half as much as you usually teach, the audience will actually learn more because they'll be able to remember it. Your presentation will be the right length and the right pace. But most importantly, There will be more to engage with you afterwards. Just be very aware that right now you're probably teaching about two times as much as you should. Alright? Trim that amount down. Teach the right amount. Three or four good things to teach about is about the right thing for most presentations. Not eight, ten, whatever it may be. The audience will actually remember and use that information. And you'll have plenty to engage with him after you finish your presentation if you do that. Now, the last thing that will set you up for success is something that, yes, we've already talked about. But it's clarity. Clarity on the problem that you solve for your audience. And please never, never forget this. As you're walking up on stage or getting ready to go to a live broadcast, if you are absolutely clear in your mind that you know the problem that you can solve, and how you want the audience to engage with you after. If you're clear on those two things, at the end of the presentation, your audience will be clear on those two things as well, and you will get the engagement you're looking for. But if you're walking up onto a stage, if you're thinking about a hundred different things, the audience isn't going to know what's important, and you're not going to be as focused or as clear in your presentation, they're going to be a bit confused, okay? So you're not going to get the same level of engagement, both during or after your presentation. So in other words, set yourself up for success by teaching the right amount in your presentation and having perfect clarity as you walk onto the stage on exactly what the problem is you're going to solve for them in your presentation. Don't try and do too much. So I hope all that makes sense, okay? And what I'd like you to do as an action step in this section is to take some notes on what instructions you would give to a meeting planner, for example, that would set your presentation up for success. Listen to this audio again so you can remember, but then write them down. Take into consideration, is there a way that the tables and the chairs are best set up? Are there instructions on where the lights and the projection should be? And most importantly, take some notes for yourself on how much you should be teaching and what is the big problem that your presentation is going to solve. When you have clarity on that, the audience is going to have clarity at the end and they're going to want to engage with you. If you're messed up on that, the audience isn't going to know what in the heck you're trying to teach them and they'll be confused as I mentioned. They won't want to engage with you during or after you finish because you did too much. So set yourself up for success by limiting the amount you're going to teach. These are all factors that you can take care of before you even go on stage to set yourself up for success. See you in the next session, where we'll talk about some simple strategies to ensure your audience learn the most important parts of your presentation. Providing you don't forget what's in this session, don't try and teach them too much. Okay? Talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Gunner Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.